Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. You know it's bad. It's bad when you have to hit the record button twice because yeah, you, you, know, hit it, I, I, you hit it at a glancing blow the first time. Oh. And now you have to go back and come in from right above it, kind of like those, you know, cruise missiles, you know, that go down people's toilets. you got to come right in from the top. Boom. I'll tell you, I saw it. Sideways. I, I witnessed it here on the other end, and as a result, I suffered some anxiety. Oh, not anxiety. Yeah. Oh, and no, it's, say it ain't you know, so. Yeah, so oh. how, how are you feeling? I just think I described how I feel. I feel just, I feel as BGP. bad or worse than you. Oh, come on. Let's, let's, let's not have a sibling rivalry this early in the show. Now, I screwed up my meds a little bit yesterday, so I'm a little off. Okay, I'm a little off. Hey, what, what, be, what is this show all about, by the way? Like, give me, give me an idea what I'm going to be doing. Oh, why are people listening to this? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, why am I this doing it? That's pro- a better question. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Who cares about it or anybody else? Uh, this is the Bro <laughs> Show. I'm Jerry, and I'm John. We are real, actual brothers, and same mom, same dad, the whole works. And we have a show called the Bro Show. We talk about four things. We cover a story about an animal each six months. We switch that animal. This six months or this season, it's the lizard. And we do lizard what stories. What an animal. We have a word that has fluxumed one or other of us during the week. And we've seen it in print. And we report on that because that's a big event. If you're in your 70s and you see a word you don't know, holy cow. Is that important or what? Yeah. And then we have we have something that we have two different takes on, which is really each one of these things we just talked about could be two takes because we disagree yep. on almost everything. Yep. And lastly, we we have groaners. Groaners. Mm. Groaners are dad jokes. That's what the kids call them. These days. Oh boy. That's it, John. Are we done with the show yet, or should I keep going? No, I think we got to continue on for a while. All right. Keep me posted on that, would you? Yep. We got a lizard story, though. I do have to report that. Yeah, hey, what are you wearing, by the way? Hey, I am wearing a non-bro show t-shirt. Oh, it must be an animal shirt, maybe? No, it's not. It's a guitar shirt. I'm wearing um, oh. one of my guitar Is it shirts. from our left one of our leftover sponsors? No, it's not. No, it's oh, not. I'm tired of guessing. It's- Just bring it on. All right, yeah, it's it's a new guitar I'm working on. I can't say the name out loud because oh, I haven't yeah. I haven't claimed the domain yet, so I have to be very cagey, very cagey. So KGB. This is a shameless plug. That's all it is. Come on. No, it's not a shameless <laughs> plug. I got nothing to plug. <laughs> oh, that's even worse when you have nothing to say and you say it. You know. I know. I've been doing that for about an hour. You know, oh, I got my call foot nailed teeth, to the I floor. I got my foot nailed to the floor, like Goofy in the cartoons, and I'm just walking in circles. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Now, plus, I got to perform today for you, so I got to get oh, ready for that. Get into that. Yeah, that I don't no. want any pressure on you. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Okay, let's have okay. the lizard story. You ready for the lizard story? I'm ready for the lizard story. All right, here it is. Now, wait a minute. Don't we have a sponsor? Oh, yeah. See. See? See what's going on? Who's running this thing? You or me? You! <laughs> Obviously. 
And I don't know if it's me or you or you or me. Oh, listen. Could be you. I, I, I get it. I, I, you've given me the cue. Okay. Our sponsor for this week, and it's been for for this this whole season, is the Horned Lizard Conservation Society. It's a wonderful not-for-profit organization. And it's not a Johnny-come-lately nonprofit. It's been in existence since the early 90s. And its mission is to study, document, and actually work towards conserving these animals, which are becoming a little bit endangered. And I'll tell you one thing about this. You take a look at a picture of one of these lizards, it's got personality plus. That smile is hard to resist. So what do we have in terms of this? We have got a T-shirt. There's a and T-shirt. It's you a can T-shirt get. that is to die for, and you will have to die because you you can't get the ones we've got. You're going to have to actually get the ones yeah. that are that are sold by the the nonprofit organization. Yes. So, yes, that's about it's a good looking T-shirt. Sponsored. Yeah, it's it's the uh, Canyon T-shirt. They call it the Horn Lizard Canyon T-shirt. There's a Canyon full of horned lizards, and they won't tell you where because they don't want you killing them and eating them and selling them. Well, I'll I'll just say that they're located in in states like uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and Western Texas, and leave it at that. We can't get any more specific. Yeah. That's for sure. No, we can't. I'm sorry, we can't. We're under non-disclosure. We got an NDA on that. Yeah. Okay. Now, 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 are we ready for the lizard story? Yeah, we're going to go for the with the big boy here. Mm-hmm. Here's a lizard, the large John. one, so big it would not fit on one episode. That's true. Yeah. How Large big is, is it? in life? Uh, here's a pop quiz for you. How how long is the Komodo dragon, John? I think it's about 10, 10 feet, isn't it? 10 feet. Correct. Correct. It could weigh up to 300 pounds. One of those big male ones, I think. Yes. The males hey, look, weigh these over animals pounds. are bigger than both of us. I mean, not together, but individually. Well, we're kind of close to that. You know, I think yeah. two of us do weigh what a Komodo dragon weighs, you know. So, I mean, last week what we did is we talked a little bit about where they live, what they munch on, uh, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think we got another, we got a few more little uh, factoids and interesting items to discuss this week. Let's talk about and, conservation. Uh, we talk about some conservation? of it's a little bit strange as it relates to their reproduction. How does that yes. work? I'm glad you brought that up. on these animals. Yes, yes, they uh, they undergo they undergo something called partheno, parthenogenesis or something like that. They what they mm. do is if there's no men around, the female switch teams, they become male. Scary. Yeah, it is. So and you mean that yeah. that a woman can actually reproduce? Reproduce. Two women um, can say, "Hey, there's no a men." Baby dragon. Yeah. Without having any assistance with the male or the male involved in the exercise? That is correct. And what happens here is uh, then that dragon will give birth to entirely male lizards. Well, this, yeah. could, this could present a problem with the respect to the conservation of this animal, couldn't it? Actually, it's considered an advantage in the conservation of the animal. Really? Because if yeah, the the reason evolutionarily they have this trait is so that if they get in a tight spot and the short on males, they can keep their species going. Now the downside oh. of this is uh, there's major inbreeding going on when that happens. Ooh. And inbreeding for reptiles is not as serious as it is as it is for mammals, but it is still serious and that can't go on very long. So uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a problem. Plus. 
you know, these animals have a voracious appetite and sometimes you get carried away and eat other little Komodo dragons. Little ones. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So this so, is not think, glamorous. People say a Komodo yeah. dragon. How glamorous? No. It's not glamorous. It's not. These dragons, you know what we learned last week, are in a very specific islands, a little off of Indonesia, or part of Indonesia. So they're yeah, kind they're of not, crunched in where they live. Yeah. And That's humans right. kind of been hanging there, too. So I think they got some problems with respect to continuing their existence. Well, the heat is on. Uh, there's a lot of effort worldwide and in Indonesia and Bali, Bali, where you know, they're near, uh, to get it together. Because this is a major tourist thing. It could be if they do it right. And that's one of the things they're doing to entice the government to help protect these lovely dragons, uh, lovely lizards. And they are very nice, but they are very mean, too. They're not they're, they're not like a honey badger where they just, hey, you know, I'm going to bite you just because I can. You know, they, they have to be provoked. They don't usually attack humans. But they are big enough to uh, cause a major problem. And they could kill with their venom alone. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a real problem. Uh, why is, why a lizard that large needs to be venomous? I don't know. But here's another little surprise too. You know, they do. They are island dwellers. They live mostly on the Komodo Island, but there is a series of islands around there that have them, a handful of them. And that's because, <laughs> as if they didn't have enough things going for them, they can swim really well. They're good swimmers. You know. Yeah, help. marine marine swimmers, like not freshwater, but in the sea. They can go for it. They can switch islands so, if they want to. They've got a couple of challenges with respect to their continued existence. Not only yeah, they, they, have, they concern with the humans encroaching upon their turf, but we've yeah. also got the fact that I guess their skins might be considered uh, usable for uh, yeah, handbags or whatever, they, belts. Yeah, that that's not a big thing because there just aren't enough of them. There's only 3,000 of them. Yeah, so that's sad. not as big a deal as it is with some animals. But what I think the real problem here is uh, collectors, uh, breeding Ooh. pair people, those are those problems. But the real threat they have is food. Their Their food supply is being threatened by the people on the islands where they are and clearing the forests where they like to hang. And stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, there has to be an economic incentive for the people in these these areas not to hunt them because they consider them pests. Because, you know, if they have goats or, or even cows, they will take it down. They'll take one of those down and munch. They can eat 80% of their weight, just, you know, wow. like 260 pounds. Yeah, so, no, they, they, they have, they're, I think... I don't think it's so much the handbag business that's a threat to their existence. It's just that, you know, they are serious predators. This is the, the psychology about a Komodo dragon is probably about the same as the psychology about a pack of wolves on your property. You know, mm. you, you can say, well, I can't raise any livestock because these guys keep munching. And they, they're big eaters. They have good appetites. Yeah. So they, they have a rough time. They, they, but, but, Lots of programs in play, sponsorships. You know, you can you can get some special little memento if you help sponsor the preservation of a Komodo dragon, and people are responding to that. Uh, they are colorful looking. They're beautiful. Uh, people want to help. You know, this is you know what you know. I equate this to. You know, what? nationwide, especially here in Texas, people are supporting Liz Cheney and her run for Congress, and uh, you know. 
And this is kind of the same no, thing. No, no. Yeah, this is. She doesn't no. look like a dragon. She doesn't look like a dragon, John. But oh. you know what? She is endangered. So, you know, the Bush family, for instance, is doing a fundraiser for Liz down here. And uh, I, I'm not necessarily in favor for policies and stuff like that, but I do appreciate that she's endangered and someone's trying to help her. And these dragons are endangered, and people all over the world are chipping in to help keep them safe, to buy the people around the lizard enough, uh, give them enough money so they don't have to encroach on the habitat of our friends, the dragons. So well, high I'm hopes. So I, have, I have high hopes. So I have high hopes. This is so we were able to hear about endangered politicians. So uh, I didn't say she was a dragon. Let the record show. Let the record show. No, no, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Help to preserve a a politician. Yeah, that'd be a great nonprofit. Okay, let me let me open up the next segment. Can I start the next segment? Do you mind? Yeah. Well, yeah, we got a word. Go for it. Jeez. My God, you know, I was wondering why in the notes here we don't have example. It's blank. Now I know why. What he just did, our uh, people producer, our Mr. Producer, our animal producer, he gave uh, an example of the word for the week. It's U-L-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. It has several different pronunciations, which gives me a better chance of saying it correctly. Ulation, ulation is one of them, and what it is, it's a long, high-pitched, trilling sound used to express grief, joy, warning, and also used in music. Quite often, if you want to get, uh, I've seen it with music where you'd use this sound in order to get one's attention. Now, what's with the way that he was able to do that? And by the way, that was a job well done. Uh, And you are by the first male that I've heard do that first guy who's capable of doing that. And I really still, do. Jerry's still out. Jerry's still out on the guy status, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it's a little, that's yeah. a little gray. This but, some parts. Uh, but, but the, uh, but the, the thing about this is the key is using your tongue, either up or down or sideways to yeah. w- wiggle in a way as the air is going through and you make the noise that gives it that trill. And yep. uh, so it, it's it's out there. It's quite a, a common used in uh, various ceremonies. Uh, it can be used Native Americans. It can mm-hmm. be used by Middle East. It could be used by Africa. That's where usually it hangs. A lot yeah. of times you hear it in, in in these Middle East or African songs. So that's yes, my take yeah, on do. it. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. I think yeah, it's a great word. Great word. It is a great word. I heard it because I saw it in writing when uh, Neil Steinberg, one of my favorite columnists in the Sun Times, was using it as a way of describing, uh, uh, expressing joy for something, and he used the word in, in sort of a kind of stretched it a little bit with respect to its meaning. So that's how I ran into it. So oh, that's, that's cool. the word. Yeah, that's our word today. That was exciting. I'm still recovering from it myself. Hey, Hang in there. are you ready? Are you ready to talk? Yeah, a little I think about we're ready. This is this is this, this is, is a what weird brought topic. on the anxiety. My anxiety start well. It starts every day when I open up the newspaper, and yeah, I start reading, and I realize, uh, holy mackerel, what the hell is going on out there? So, a word was uh, a word was used in in one of the articles, and it was called mutual combat. 
And I took a look at the word and said, boy, what is that? I mean, yeah, I kind of get it. The way it was used, the way it was used is what kind of threw me. Well, yeah. Well, so it, it, it historically, it, it's it's dueling, it's it's consensual uh, combat, it's consensual fighting, which can be either fisticuffs, weapons, etc. So yeah. the problem we run into is that if you don't use it in the proper context, it then becomes a big problem. So mutual combat, you would say, well, yeah, maybe back when Aaron Burr and Alex Hamilton were, you know, going at it and trying to yeah. settle an argument. Dual Alex, was, I like was, that. I like that. I was able to, you know, well, I've, I, and I haven't even seen a damn play, and I'm calling him Alex. That's pretty bad. That is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so that, that's what it is. So we were struggling with respect to how this all works. It all pops up because of an incident here in Chicago, which it's described in the article that we were reading. It's called It's Like the Wild West. And what happened was that we had a, a situation where a factions of of the gang, two of the four corner hustlers uh, was the name of the of the gang in Chicago. Two factions were were having an, a, a disagreement, so they decided to use guns. So one of them was in a house, one was in cars. They came, and all of a sudden there's there's seventy shell casings on the ground uh, as yeah. they start going at it. And right. There was no what was amazing about the whole thing, just to make bring it bring it to a, a halt real quick, was that the police actually got there. There's video of these guys, there's police witnessing it, and they end up taking, you know, a couple one guy's killed, four or five are, are, are injured. They round up these guys uh, that are involved. They got five of them, a couple from both sides, took them down to the police station, held them for a while, and then let them go. And they said, and the words that were described by our state attorney, which were incorrectly used, was mutual combat. Yeah, and they that's said where the we problem we're lies. not going to. There's no charges at this time because it was mutual combat. That's what she said. Well, mutual right? combat said, is not a legal defense. It's not. No, and that isn't. No, mutual combat. The reason that they weren't. Uh, it, it's what I would call. It's all in the family. Uh, the the all the guys that were, were caught refused to, to talk about it. So there's no evidence. There's no. Oral yep. testimony with respect to it, and that's what made them decide that that murder wouldn't work. Is a is a they couldn't prosecute. Even the police agreed to it. Yeah. We were struggling with how to describe all this, and and then I ran into another article, which I think is well. Is this is this is part of something. This is part of something that's bigger than mutual combat, right? Yeah, that's that's the deal. I mean, this whole thing because it was the words mutual combat were used. Just spread like wildfire in in internet in in different news. You know, it hit the Washington Post yeah. it, all the yeah. way from the top to the Washington Post, all the way down to the New York Post. So you could read about this Yahoo News. It's all over, and it's because this state attorney used those words incorrectly, and it made me think about the fact. And then a couple of days later, I read an article about bagel toasters and other issues of national importance, and I thought. And as I read wow. this article, they they refer to it, and it really tells the problem. We yeah. think as we take a look at news that we can, you know, read something, digest it, and move on. The problem is this: these stories are hard to digest because they're so twisted. It's like yeah. the colon is getting twisted. Oh, it's getting too personal. Oh, and it's getting personal. You're getting personal. <laughs> but so what happened with the bagel? This guy right says, you know what? I started the day. I need a bagel toaster. Now, he might be a, in a 
a group of one that needs a bagel toaster. And I got a bagel slicer, but who needs a bagel toaster? By the way, why do Some we people need a bagel think slicer? They do. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> so you know what together, yeah. So what he does, he says, well, like any good person, contemporary type, how do you how do you shop? You let your fingers do the walking, and I'm not talking about the yellow pages. I'm talking the internet. That's right. So as a result, That's right. he gets on in Amazon and says, well, I'm going to find the best bagel toaster I can find. It's the reviews, and all of a sudden, he it's, oh, it's got good reviews. Oh, wait a minute. There's a couple of bad reviews. What's that all about? Sure enough, the bagel toaster, when you use it to start out with, a couple of them might not have good, done a good job with the finishing touches to it and left and parted. Yeah. Some sort of finish that isn't isn't doesn't smell real, real good. Yeah, when it heat, yeah. heats up. So yeah, all they of a sudden, stink. They, they stink. Holy mackerel! This is a stinkle of a machine. Yeah, I used it at work, and before I know it, it, it we we cleared out the you know the the Break office room. or we, the, yeah, the lunch the room or something. Yeah, yeah. So he says, Jeez. I'll go on to the next one. So then he gets. He says, Well, this toaster is not quite as good, but it's got good reviews too. It doesn't stink. He gets to that one. He says, wait a minute. There's a couple of bad ones. Oh, you mean this bagel toaster? This one can cause a fire. And when it does <laughs> cause a fire, the toast is unevenly uh, burnt. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, he says, I'm going to I'm going to pass on this. I'm going to start reading the newspaper. Yeah, so forget about my bagel. Newspaper, and he starts reading the article about mutual combat. And then we all realize that we're just not able to get anything finished we we read read and then we figure we can move on but we're bloated we're we're we're, yeah. we're, we're yeah. bloat we're suffering bloat here. we've ingested but we haven't digested digested yeah and and that's what's it, and it's all over the place i mean yeah um, it's widespread it's widespread it is and so well, this this but i the, the mutual combat kind of i thought was 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 an interesting uh, story because it's here locally and, uh, you know, it's by the way, sitting by there. The way, by the way, mutual combat is a thing in Texas. It's part of the law. Yeah, it's it's interesting because... The stupid it, it, law. Is, stupid yeah. law, though. Yeah. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But what's happened through history is that it's it's basically been eliminated by common law. So if something was on the books with respect to a law that you could do it, then by way of common law, which is through court cases... It's kind of diluted it to the point that it's it, it doesn't really exist. So that that's kind of it's a twisted. That's part of how we got twisted up with this this you know. So um, but of course what they were saying Chicago crazy there all that violence oh it's the Wild West gun you know okay uh, yeah. gunfight at okay corral uh, right. kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's what uh, it sounded course, like. And of course it, in a way it is, but um, but we'll just have to see how it all shakes out because. Hey, look, these guys, you could get them for disturbing the peace, un, uh, unauthorized use of firearms, all kinds of littering, things. Littering, littering, kind of, all those cases. Yeah, all those littering. That's littering. They're littering. But, you know, it's really rough when you're only shooting, when there's nobody else around that gets hit. So that's one of the ways that they could have gotten in trouble if they would have, you know, nailed an innocent bystander. And that happens every day here. Which results like just last night yeah. when a two-year-old kid gets shot. Why? Well, they were they happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. So it happens. That's disgusting. Oh, well. Pretty yeah. bad. It is. It is. Hey, so let's get off of this. Gonna, uh, I, I feel uh, there's a lot of anxiety when you're in this situation, but you just gotta you, you just gotta find ways of letting go. And um, 
That's, and that's bagel toasters aren't going to be the way to do it. That's not going to work. No, this guy that. goes back to the toasters at the end of the article, and it just he, he's he's just in a he's in a vicious circle here. Well, I'll just he's in a loop. Back. He is in a loop. You know so, what we need right now, though. Oh, do we need something to bring us out of the loop? And what we've got Please. is groaners. Groaners that are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach. He provides us with our groaners. He yes, does. St. Vincent, and he delivers. And this, this week, I took one of his uh, groaners and uh, kind of dressed it up a little bit. And I went to the vault and got a, got an extra one. I actually called upon my secondary source, but she didn't quite deliver. I didn't want to say that too loud, though. Okay, let's move on. Okay, all right. Here we go. What is the sign of a good artist? What is the sign of a good artist? Well, a good artist, yeah. copy. Great artist, steal. So, <laughs> you're, you're kinda, yeah, you've heard that. Well, am I in the air? Heard in that the, before? Am I in the neighborhood? Am I in the you're kind of. It's. Let's just say that you're in the city or in the vast. You're in the region, but not quite in the neighborhood. But you're close. He Sign knows a great where artist. to draw the line. Oh, oh, that's bad. That it's, it's bad. It's too. It's too far. You have to reach too far to get that one. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going Go to ahead. try to give you one that might give you a better shot. Okay. Hey. Okay. What prognosis? Did the proctologist give his patient terminal? What prognosis did the proctologist give his patient? I'm sorry. If you got me, I don't know. Your condition can be rectified. Oh! <laughs> that, was, that, was that one hit home for me. 